means to an end. We're going to talk about your training and the focus of the training when it comes to competitions, tests, class, certifications, and all this. It's going to be an interesting one, so stay tuned. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Episode number 69 on the Peace Walker Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Gray, and today we're going to be talking about means to an end. What does testing and rank and certifications and competitions and all this have to do with your training in the real world? Um, Speaking of all of that stuff, if you have not yet started your path in your journey with the Peace Walker program, get on my 6daydefense.com website and you will find a course that is, of course, six days, two five-minute videos. One video encompasses a mindset and a concept, and the other video deals with a physical defensive tactic all of which will point you in the right direction of being a better protector, being a peace walker. And it's absolutely free except for your attention, your time, and your email. So that is sixdaydefense.com. It's all spelled out except for the dot. When you register for that course, you're also going to get access to my almost daily emails where almost every day, sent directly to your inbox, I send you a tip, trick, and tactic and a story of this protector lifestyle, of my journey, of my 45 some odd years of walking this path and sharing stories from other people as well, not just me. But get involved in this community. You'll be better because of it. Learn how to protect yourself more effectively. Learn to be more at peace inside of yourself and live this protector lifestyle. So that's sixdaydefense.com okay so means to an end um by the time this comes out i think we will have already tested at the academy it's been a lengthy ramp up and uh it's been an interesting couple years because of the pandemic and everything but it just brings to mind this a lot of people get very short-sighted on the means to an end, so to speak. Um, I know when I was doing competitions and or, you know, training for rank, getting rank, going to certification programs, um, you know, doing the work that is entailed to get all of that, doing competitions. A lot of people get a little confused. This could even go into... Uh, drills, right? Like sparring drills and all this. A lot of people get flip-flopped in the priorities, meaning they 
start getting overly concerned about those things, right? They start schooling the drill to win and forgetting the point of the drill. Sparring is just a drill, for instance. Or a competition is just a drill to make you more proficient at something or to inoculate you to stress a little bit more. Rank is just kind of a, a accolades to say, hey, you're doing a good job. Certifications are the skills that go into obtaining the certificate and that license, not necessarily the license itself. Tests and competitions are there to help you better at a skill set. And if you put, if you flip flop those or invert those ideas, you can easily get off track. So, for instance, this testing rotation, um, every testing rotation that we have at the academy, people get injured. Um, there's usually about 10 to 20% of the individuals will drop out for various reasons. Not always injuries, but maybe life stuff, or they get sick, or they get injured because of the nature of the training. Just like in a competition, right? You, you're training hard. It's not unlikely that you, that you could get hurt in your training. You know, you twist something, you sprain something, you break something, you tweak something, pull something, tear something, whatever it might be. Uh, or life gets in the way, you know, you've got other responsibilities. Now you take, in our academy in particular, we, we have an older older student base, um, people that are in their 40s and 50s and some even 60s. Um, so when you're doing a physical endeavor and starting to push it a little bit more, it's, it's very easy to get um, hurt. That's why we don't do testing. That's why every class isn't like a testing ramp-up class meaning every class isn't so intense that you're putting yourself in jeopardy of getting hurt all the time. But oftentimes people kind of invert the importance of what they're doing and why they're doing it. And I, and I totally get it, right? Because you get focused in on the, on the shorter, more obtainable goal and getting that and forgetting about what that, what, what going for that goal is really doing. Hopefully I'm not talking too cryptically, but um, for instance, as Hoist Gracie once famously said, you know, a black belt covers about two inch of your ass and the rest is on you. Um, I know people who have very high rank in martial arts and they absolutely suck. And it's legitimate rank. It's not fake, it's not, and they spent a lot of time in and so forth, but they just, they, for whatever reason, they just never really got it. They never really caught on to whatever that rank was supposed to represent. And then I also know people who don't have any rank at all, and they're a force to be reckoned with because they have absorbed what that rank was supposed to have represented, even if they weren't given that rank for various reasons. Same thing, I know doctors who are legit doctors who are great. I also know legit doctors who I would not go to or send my worst enemy to. Um, take sparring, like like when we spar in class, I often remind people, 
hey, if you're if you're good at sparring, no matter what flavor it is, I don't care if it's MMA, I don't care if it's boxing, I don't care if it's uh, fencing or knife fighting, stick fighting, submission grappling, kickboxing, you name it. Um, if you're good at it, that's awesome. That's great. Keep going. Learn those lessons from it. But don't get too full of yourself because being a protector, learning to protect yourself, being a peace walker isn't only about your proficiency at whatever sparring event that you're practicing. It's a drill. And the same token, if you're not that good at it, keep getting better. But don't overly concern yourself with it because it doesn't, isn't a direct reflection whether or not you could protect yourself or other people. There's people every day out there in the world that protect themselves and other people with no training whatsoever. And they're not the most physically fit and so on and so forth. They just have the right mentality and they had the opportunity to step up to the plate and they did. And the same token, there are people who are incredibly trained out there who get taken out by someone without training. You know, the Navy SEAL who gets taken out by the 14-year-old with a gun. The MMA champion who gets knifed. The, or worse yet, right, the BJJ black belt who's crazy good, who dies from an overdose or commits suicide. Because that's another way of protecting yourself, right? It's not just protecting yourself from the physical threats out there. It's protecting yourself from the psychological and emotional threats that, that challenge us every single day. Like this pandemic is a great example. And other life events that occur naturally. Getting older, right? Being a, a grand champion and then seeing your skills diminish through age. And your competitiveness in that in that arena, you're not as competitive, or you know you you you've done it and now you're doing something different and you don't get that same rush. Because keep in mind again, you if you're getting rank, you're getting rank to to test yourself and to challenge yourself, but the idea of training to get rank isn't the right mindset to have. You get ranked because the people around you recognize you as that proficiency within the context of, of your organization. And they recognize you for that and they award you that. Or, on the other hand, it could be something to live up to, right? You're, you're given a rank, you're given a position, and then you have to earn it through living up to it. So, my friends out there, don't give up. Don't focus on the wrong things. Focus in on what those things are helping you, what those things like rank and like sparring and drills or shooting in competitions or you know getting a certificate or whatever. They're helping you to get better. They're helping you to have something tangible for that longer, larger journey. And don't think small, think big. For instance, I've been training in the Bujinkan actually since the 80s 
but not directly. It was all indirect. And then, I don't know, about 15 or 17 years ago, I don't remember exactly the date, but somewhere less than 20, more than 15 years, I've been training with one of my friends and mentors and teachers, Jack Hoban. And I went to Japan three times over the span of six years. I didn't know if I was going to be testing for my fifth degree black belt or not under his teacher, Masakai Hatsumi, or Masake Hatsumi. Um, I would train regardless if I got that rank or not. But then on the third time, after six years of going back and forth, I got the opportunity to take the test for my Godan test a few years ago. Actually, just before COVID in 2019. Um, if I hadn't tested, I would still be training. Did I want to test? Absolutely, I wanted to test. Was I disappointed in those times where I wasn't offered that opportunity? I absolutely was a little disappointed, but not so much so that I lost focus of my purpose of training and not so much so that that lack of focus really affected my bigger picture. It was great to do it. It definitely was an honor and I'm trying to live up to that. But in the same token, hadn't I gotten it, I would still train. Same thing with competitions. I haven't did a competition in a long time, but back in my day when I did, back in my 30s and that, I'm in my 50s now, um, I won some, I lost a few. And win or lose, it's what I learned from that. It wasn't the be-all, end-all of my training to do the competition. It was what lessons that competition taught me. Just like any rank, it's the lessons of that journey that teaches me and the responsibility that I feel comes with that distinction. Same thing could be held true with teaching. Teaching, you know, it's very ego-gratifying, but it's also a tremendous amount of responsibility and very challenging, at least for me. Maybe I can't speak for everybody, but it challenges me all the time on dealing with all the interpersonal things and dealing with the leadership issues and dealing with all the different personalities and trying to guide people in this particular way, but yet be open enough for them to guide their own journey, you know, but, but create an environment that is suitable and healthy for them to achieve the things that they want to achieve within the context of my expertise and, and do that in a way that is beneficial to them and to me. It's a challenging endeavor. So my tip, trick, and tactic of the day for you is this. Be clear on what the steps that you're taking to improve yourself. Don't get caught up in the little steps thinking that they're, they are the goal. The goal isn't the little steps. The goal is the larger journey. 
And sometimes it's easier to obtain those smaller goals to help you with your big journey. But keep going. You will get those things. Just keep going. Don't worry so much. And also, don't get too full of yourself if you're good or you get whatever it is that you're seeking. And the same token, you know, take a minute to give credit where credit is due. And, you know, take a minute to feel good about your accomplishments. And then keep going. And if you didn't quite get what you want, that's all right. Take a minute to grieve that and to feel uh, what you feel, disappointed or whatever. But then pick yourself up and keep going. And understand that if you're good at it, that may change. And if you're bad at it, that may change too. But the bigger picture is more importance. And that is living a good life of being a protector, of being a peace walker, and all these elements that make that up. There is no rank, there is no certification, there is no license, there is no competition that is going to give you that fulfillment of the bigger journey. Because those other things are fleeting. That feeling of accomplishment is fleeting. That feeling of disappointment is fleeting. So feel it, embrace it, and let it go and keep on going. So there you go, folks. Thanks so much for joining me today. And as I said, keep going. If you want to learn a little bit more about this, get on my 6daydefense.com program. Again, that's 6daydefense.com. It's all spelled out except for the dot. And you can be educated in a deeper methodologies and deeper connection to this community. That's 6daydefense.com. Thanks so much. We'll see you on the next episode. question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.